Welcome everybody back to another podcast with Retire Ready Solutions. This is Ed Dressel and I have Eric Stevens with us again. I interviewed Eric three years ago as COVID was just settling in. And at that point, Eric, you were increasing your business. So I'm excited to follow up with you. Eric, welcome. Good to have you here today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So for the listeners that didn't listen to your last podcast, why don't you just tell them a little bit about where you're at, what you do, and the context of how that works? Right. So I work for Clarity Financial based out of Bothell Mill Creek, Washington. It's a suburb just outside of Seattle. And we're a full service financial advisory firm. However, I strictly deal with mostly the 403Bs within the business. And the great majority of that is teacher retirement as we're the NEA retirement specialist for the NEA retirement program. So it's given us quite a bit of opportunity having that backing of the NEA that's excellent. And I, you know, it was a stunning conversation three years ago when I, I knew a little bit about it getting into our, our podcast. But when I was interviewing you, talking about the growth that you saw during COVID, which is exactly the opposite of what I heard across the industry. It was right. like you stood out uniquely. And I've come to find out that you're a very innovative individual. I really got to know you a little bit. And it's like, wow, pretty impressed. Tell people what happened as COVID settled in and you grew your business. Yeah, well, so COVID hit and everybody was stuck inside like you were and everybody else. And and we were trying to figure this thing out. And from a business standpoint, we were looking at, okay, what can we do best to try to help service these people during this time that we're at? Because the markets were uncertain. There were so many things going on that we just didn't know about. And so we had always had the model where we would meet in the office or meet individually one-on-one in person. And that was always the model. And that was always the standard model across the industry. With the pandemic happening, we had to shift real quickly. And so I I never used Zoom before the pandemic. I've gotten quite used to it now. And we, we still have our office here, but we are doing basically about 99% of all our business virtually. So it gives us the opportunity to still be able to, to meet one-on-one in a fashion where it's comfortable and we can kind of read body language and, and all that kind of stuff. But it also, I think, helped us in a way where we're able to service more people because it's a lot easier after a day of work just to jump on the computer than it is to drive to an office or stay after class if you're a teacher. And so what we found was just making that transition. It wasn't about what can we do to grow our business. It was what can we do to help those people out there that are worried during this time of uncertainty, which it was certainly a time of uncertainty for all of us. So you grew your business. I remember you telling me that you got like 80% of people in group meetings to sign up for one-on-ones. That's great. COVID's come, COVID's gone. We're kind of getting back to a new normal, whatever that's going to be. We're still trying to figure that out. What are you seeing today now that we're back in in in-person meetings? What are you doing for virtual meetings? How are you structuring your day? Yeah, so it's it's pretty much the same as we did from the pandemic. We have not switched away from that. Of course, anytime a client does want to come into the office or wants us to meet them, we're more than happy to do that. But what we found is we get a lot more participation if they can do it at their leisure and not have to, so to speak, be formal about it. You know, we can talk about very important issues, but it doesn't have to be in a setting where we're sitting next to each other, where we can do it virtually. And actually, your software, the the track software, 
is a, uh, what I found is it's a lot easier to use that we share it over the computer because then we can we can show the different scenarios age of 65 to 62 what does that look like and we and it's because it's a very interactive software so and that and that's always been a kind of the the foundation of where I've set my my standard is is through that track software because I feel that that is something that all of those individuals that are in those professions that are able to have 403Bs, that they know what the retirement is, they know what to expect, and they, they don't have surprises. And that's across the board, whether they're my client or they belong to somebody else that is taking care of them. If They need to know where they're at. And I think that the uncertainty it creates more anxiety and more angst than the actual knowing, okay, we might have a problem here, but at least we can solve it. It's better than the head in the sand mentality. Well, I want the listeners to know I didn't set that question up for you. We didn't talk before and say, how do you say track software? You said that out of sincerity. Yeah, heart. absolutely. That was I, the there was no way I would uh, have done that. And I appreciate that. I, 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 I just want to follow up on a little bit of aspect of that because I think of Zoom meetings and how much people are burnt out on them. And I seldom look forward to a Zoom meeting right now. And you sound like your teachers are wanting to go to a Zoom meeting with you. Well, I, I don't think they necessarily want to do them, but it's it's the necessity of keeping up with your finances. And it's just one of those things. And when you look at it, we've made it easier for them. Yeah, Zoom meetings do get tiresome. They do get kind of repetitive, but the pertinent information is still being communicated. And I think at the end of the day, that is the most important thing. However, we get that communication out there. We just found that it's just simply easier and we can reach more people through this medium. And the new normal that we're in allows for that because we all live through way more Zoom meetings than we ever wanted to be in. And it's like, yes, settle down a little bit. So that's awesome. Well, Zoom meetings will let you do so much with the teachers that you know, but how are you connecting with, if you're just using Zoom, how are you connecting to new teachers? How are you finding new customers for yourself? Right. Well, so that's where strategic planning comes into place. And so what we do is we spend a great amount of time listening to the needs of our current clients. What are, what are the things coming up? And if there's a recurring theme, then we want to address that. And one of the recurring things, there's several recurring themes that are, we're starting to see. And, it's, and a lot of it doesn't have to do with the pandemic at all. One is, for example, we are working on a program to help set up those who are preparing to uh, go on FLLA. Let's say they're having a child. So we'll walk them through that steps because the great majority of our clients at some point either do have children or are going to have children. And so we're giving them information, giving them access to information that they wouldn't normally have. And we do that. For one, because we think it's super important. Those are our frontline heroes, the teachers, the police officers, nurses, firefighters. And so I think we tend to kind of take them for granted for what they what they are. And I think from the pandemic perspective, I think as a parent um, with two children in, in public schools, I think we've gotten to understand a little bit more of that job is not as easy 
as we always thought it was. It's uh, the old saying, it's it, it's no fun when the rabbits got the gun, right? We had to be the teachers and it was like, wow, we had no idea that, that it was so much work. And so we're really trying to, now that we're post-pandemic and we're seeing some disconnect between some of those students that are doing really well and the ones that aren't doing well, that gap has grown. And so we see in the classrooms that they're just being overloaded with all these things. So simply what they need when it comes to retirement is they want somebody that they know that they can trust, they can have open dialogue with, that will be there to answer their questions when they have them. And then they can let someone take it off my plate. Let me deal with my students. Let me deal with what's really important to me immediately because I know somebody is has my best interest on the backside. And that's kind of the approach that we've been taking as far as how we're reaching other people. And a lot of it is through these little seminars that we're doing that are completely different than any of the seminars that we've done in the past. We've always talked about just about retirement. Now we're talking about full financial scope of everything. It comes to college tuitions. And I mean, there's a lot of burden on families right now with inflation and the market uncertainties and all these kind of things. And we just want to be that that calming voice to just say, hey, everything's going to be okay. It might not be perfect, but at least we know which direction we need to go in. And I think at the end of the day, that's the most important part. It's all about information and giving them the tools to be successful. So let's talk about doing an FMLA presentation. Is that virtual or is that in person? How are you setting that up? Yeah. So we're looking at two models. So we'll probably do a a virtual one. Obviously, we'll do a virtual one because we know that there's going to be a lot of people who just can't make a in-person meeting. And then we've reached out to the district union presidents because we have good relationships with them. And we're in talks right now of doing a live event, maybe renting out a restaurant or something like that and letting them have a little bit of downtime, but also get some information that's going to be well worth it as well. So we kind of we are we we are very full economic picture when we look at things. We're not just like one thing, one thing, one thing. Because there's so many facets. If if you're always worried about retirement, you got to enjoy today. And so there's always that in there. And and I think that's where there's always that inner struggle with those who, if you're not closely following, where am I at on my retirement? You have that angst of, I just I just don't know where I'm at. Do I have enough? Do I not have enough? And that's really where we want to come in and just say, hey, and ideally the best best ones are is we come in and go, you know what? You've been doing it, doing great. You're knocking them out of the park. Only thing I can do is answer questions if you have any. And those are the best ones. Let's say you do a virtual FMLA meeting. Yeah. And how would you convert a contact in there to a prospect in the retirement plan, what do you say to them at the end of the meeting that makes them go, I want to follow up with Eric later? Well, first off, we've actually been in talks with people from the state who would come out and give a presentation on it, which is kind of neat because they obviously were not the subjectmatic experts in that, but we do believe it's relative information. But for example, and full disclosure, you didn't talk to me about this, but it, it, it goes back to that track software. When we go up to somebody and go, okay, you're 20 years into retirement, when are you going to be able to retire? If they can't tell me the answer, we need to build you a gap analysis report. 
We need to show you where you're at. And that's the baseline for everything because that is the knowledge they need. We can give suggestions all day long, but until we have at least a formula to work off of, we're kind of working as blind people. And really the track software allows us to kind of see in real time where we are today and what are the ramifications of if I do this, or if I do this, or if I do that. So I think be able to get that one-on-one with me to be able to go down that and go, okay, we're going to go through all this stuff and I'm going to spend an hour and a half with you. I'm not going to charge you a penny for it because I think it's that important for you to have that information. Whether you take that information and take that report and go take it to an Edward Jones. So it it doesn't matter to me. It's a, it's To me, it's about the knowledge. Now, obviously, I put a high priority on the integrity and the way I handle myself and I handle my clients. So hopefully they would stay with me. But I think the most important part is to know that I'm looking out for their more so for their well-being than I am anything about me. I could spend an hour and a half over and over all day long and be happy as a clam as long as these people are getting the information that they need. And you've done well as a financial advisor. It's like there's that old adage, take care of the client and don't worry about what happens down the road. It'll come full circle. And when you're passionate about helping people, that comes across. If I've heard the golden handcuffs, like I'll give you the report if you sign up a contract, but having given it to them and saying, I'm going to trust you because I want you to trust me. There it is living it out. So we talked about making new contacts, getting new contacts and moving into prospects and helping them out. With your current clients, the ongoing service, what are you doing for them? Yeah, so annual updates is a big one for us. Once again, that's the backbone, track software. Annual update always includes track software because more information we know, the more things that we can do with that. And so for us, updating those on at least an annual basis. And then, of course... You have lots of every year the the maxes go up. So that gives us an opportunity to go, hey, the maxes has gone up. Let's get you a new gap analysis report. We can update your your current salary. We can see where your, your DC account is at. So we're able to really look at the full picture of everything with our current clients. So they're informed and know the market may be down, but this is the strategy we're going after. And it's a it's a proven strategy over time. And it's it's not one of those things I need to look at it every month. No, you got 20 years until retirement. Relax. Deal with the, the acute stresses of your job and let us deal with this other stuff. And you can be involved or disconnected from the process as you want to be. Because some people want to be very, very much involved. And some people just want to go, I want you to deal with it because that's not my job. And I totally get that as well. Just a couple of pieces of information I want to follow up there. I, I've been working with school districts a little bit closer and become familiar with the attraction and retention issue related to employees. Do you see educating individuals about their pension system, their state pension plan? Do you believe that's helping them retain their, stay at their employment longer and saying, you know what, these are difficult times. I'm going to stick here though, because I know my retirement's going to be good. Yes, that is what I would say is the number one theme that I've seen in particular, probably since Christmas break until about now. I won't say a lot, but I'll say probably at least a half dozen emails this year saying, I need to get out. 
my mental health, different issues because of, I think a lot, because a lot of educators, they're so emotionally invested into their students, which I love because that makes for great, great, great educators. But there's always also that downside to it too, because it takes a toll on them as well. And so when we go through the track software and, and I can look at them and go, you know, I know you really, really, really want to go right now and go do something else, but you're leaving so much on the table if you can just grind it out another two years. And that's the stuff that we're really worried about because we do see those really fantastic educators out there, ones that I've personally known for years that I know that are top notch. And it's mostly the ones that are getting really close to retirement that are really starting to feel that burden. And so we're kind of just here as cheerleaders. They know the scenario of their retirement, but we're here to let them know, like, I know two years seems like a long time, but if you could just stick it out, it's going to be so much well worth it. Because if you're going to leave, even if you got another job, you're not going to be able to make up that amount that you're leaving on the table. I've had two clients this year not even make it through the school year and just decided that it was something that they couldn't no longer do. And I did everything in my power to try to at least illustrate to them what the ramifications are, and then they can make that educated decision on their own. But it really goes back to knowing where you're at because we get that a lot too, where they're 62 and they got 23 years of service and they think they got to be there until they're 75. And then we go, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. And so there's a lot of misconceptions about the retirement system as well. And so I think it's always comes back to the educational pieces, those pieces that we give them through track software and how to go through those processes, because it is a difficult time for them. I see it. Even the ones that always have the great attitude, I kind of see a little bit like I can't wait for summer to come this year. And more so, I think that this this year has been probably even worse than the pandemic because behavior of the of the students are probably not probably lost a little bit of our appropriate actions in classroom and and stuff like that so i see how that could take a toll on on teachers over time and but really trying to just show them you have great benefits through your union and through the state and you've been doing it for this long you're so good at it if you could just hold on it's going to it's going to make life a lot better for you and and so we're really trying to eat about easing fears and 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 pointing them in the right direction. Obviously, we can't make anybody do anything they don't want to do, and nor would we. But uh, we could just show them the ramifications of what happens and what doesn't. Uh, and sometimes it does work out where they they say they're done and go. You know what? You've been doing that four hundred three B for the last twelve years. You can be done. One of the things you mentioned earlier was that you find more information about them when you're running a, a track analysis for them. What's that additional information you're finding out and what actions can you take on it? Right. So one, for example, is salary increases. That's a big portion of where they're at. And we look at the totality of their financial circumstances and we look at things like that. Okay, you're, you're getting raises, but your expenses aren't going up. Yeah, we are seeing some inflation. Now, how can we use that extra income to work for you better than just letting it build up? And, and then we talk about things like, They'll show us what what they have in their savings account. And and we see all these information. And then if I see like, okay, well, you went from having 30,000 in your savings. Now you have 60,000. That's that's opportunity for investment. 
you, you might as well just keep it in a coffee can if you're just leaving it in this. So, so we're looking at all those different moving pieces, what it may be to try to help maximize. Obviously, we don't want we don't want them eating you know hot dogs from Costco every day. So there's a there's that balancing act of what is appropriate and what isn't appropriate, and and that's an individual assessment that we make. So it's not a cookie cutter. And that's why the track software is so important, not only with getting the initial report for the first time and and now finally understanding and knowing where you're at, but when you have already gotten received one or maybe a couple and you've been working with me to be able to to update those because because a lot of those things is there projects out. So that every year we get more known information. And more known information is stuff we don't have to guess on. And so the, the further we go, so teacher who's three or four or five years out of retirement, that track software is going to get them, bam, like almost on the dot. We're 20 years out. There's so many more factors that play in that we need to update it in order to be able to get the pertinent information to set them on the right course. Because it's all about small correction it's once you once we get on that program of okay we're, we're going to be saving for retirement we're going to be doing all these things then it's just small corrections and that's what the the track software allows us to do by getting that additional information to make those small corrections as we go because we now we have more known information and less unknown information as we go along so with people getting close to retirement what additional items do you bring to the table for them or what kind of engagement issues do you see as you talk to them? In our firm, we got it set up pretty well for that. And I'm basically the accumulation phase guy. Let's put it that way. You know, I get them set up, I get them all, work them through. We do annual updates, do all that good stuff. They get out, let's say seven, five years, three years. And then my colleague who really is really good about at retirement because let's be honest i mean it is important to have an advisor during that accumulation phase but the most important part is during retirement is the distribution of those funds because there's so many tax ramifications and so many things that come up that that's when the value comes in more than anything is because they need someone there who's going to be able to walk them through that steps because now you've accumulated all this money. It's not as easy as, okay, I, I'm just going to pull it out. Next thing you know, you're on the hook for, you know, five, six, seven grand in taxes because you took it from the wrong pile. So really that's what we're doing. And so matter of fact, this month we're having a in-person seminar at the EA headquarters. So this is kind of being spawned on a little bit by the EA president because he sees the value in this. So we're taking people that are about three to five years out of retirement, and we're going to walk them through the whole system, what it takes to file the paperwork, all the things that we need to do to distribute funds. Because this is another thing that people don't look at is a lot of times they're in a position where they don't need to take that social security at 67. Maybe they can wait till 70 and get the 130%. And we really want to let those people know that we have resources available here for you to show you when it's a good time to start taking your social security. When's a start, good time to start taking this? How do I fill that gap between when I retire and I can start t- collecting on Medicare? All those different things that go into retirement 
that you wouldn't think a financial advisor would necessarily do, but we do it because we look at the totality of the whole economic situation. We don't look at like, you only have one account with me. I'm only worried about that one account. No, I'm worried about you as an individual. I'm worried about you as a person. And I'm worried about your economic status when you retire, because you put in a lot of years of not easy work. You deserve to be able to get the full benefits of every, of all your efforts that you put in. I just heard that from a, a school employee that said, the only thing my advisor looks at is the account that I have with him. And yeah, was, they were pretty frustrated. And I appreciate the holistic approach you take to helping people, handing them the report and saying, let, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Eric, it's been a pleasure to sit with you. I appreciate you taking the time to interact with me and share with the audience about the passion you have for helping people. It's been great to hear about your success. I wish you the best. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate being here. And thanks for giving me an opportunity to kind of share the things that I've learned over the last couple of years. It's definitely been a a process, but we're, you know, you got to adapt. Thank you much. Have a great day. Take care.